from the banks of the Avon, welcome to Black Sheep Rebranded, the place where you never have to worry about fitting in or being accepted. All are welcome. The voice for that black sheep in all of us is Rick Sherwood. Here, he shares his views on today's issues. Everything. Nothing is off limits. His insights come not only from his years as a psychotherapist, but also his many life experiences. Do you have something that you want to hear his take on? Find us on Facebook, where Black Sheep Rebranded. Email Rebecca at rstherapygroup.com Rick at rstherapygroup.com Or visit our website at blacksheeprebranded.ca And now, here's Rick. I wonder what he'll talk about today. Oh my god. Oh my, what's, what is that? <gasps> what's that coming? I know, I've seen it. I've seen it. I know what it is. Oh, lurking in the deep, waiting to come. Mm, yeah, there it is. Oh, you can see the dorsal fin. It's coming. Yes. Yes, there it is. Oh, oh my God, everyone. Step back. Get back. Get back clear. Move away. Oh my God, no. Oh, there it goes. The narcissist. That's right. It's the narcissist. The narcissist has come to join the party. And just like the movie Jaws, and just like our fear of going in the water, pop psychology, the internet, social media, is filled with people talking about narcissism. As a therapist, it's really, really challenging when when people come to me and they say, this person's a narcissist. What do you think? This person's a horrible human being. What do you think? I think this person's a narcissist. My, my boss is a narcissist. My girlfriend, she's a narcissist. My boyfriend's a narcissist. My goodness, we are absolutely just like when Jaws came out, we are absolutely petrified to go in the water. So what I'm going to do this week is I'm going to try to debunk a little tiny bit of what we should be doing and thinking around narcissistic human beings or those who people want to call narcissists and and how we, we really need to start to make, as I always try to do, make maple syrup how how do we boil away all the extra stuff? Because people say, oh, there's here's your eight things to look for. Here's your 10 things to look for. Here's five things that, that narcissists do in relationships. And here's the things to look out for. And hopefully by the time this week is done, what we've done is we've made it nice and simple. And we've made it clear. The people who behave badly around us, whether they are truly narcissistic or not, they don't need to have a label that is actually a mental health label that's actually a personality disorder. 
what they need to do is they need to simply be labeled in a nice maple syrup way as they're not very nice, so let's stay away. Let's not invite them to the playground. That's what we need to do. So what I first of all want to do is I, is I, is I want to actually explain. So the DSM is, is the, the, the golden rule for mental health and the, grant, the, the golden rule for where mental health professionals go to for trying to find criteria to provide labels and treatment modalities and what we do with them based on information that's been studied and researched. And so the DSM is, is, is not the only thing in the world to go to, but it is one very important tool. And so one of the things that's important is to understand that the American Psychiatric Association, when they, they came out with the idea of narcissistic personality disorder, they have to come out with how frequent is it in the population and how do we treat it and how frequent is it by gender and how frequent. There's a lot of research that goes into this. And so then, again, when the people in mental health come along and they hear, oh, they're such a narcissist. It's a catch-all phrase that seems to have taken the world by storm, just as the movie Jaws did. No one wants to go in the ocean because everywhere you go, there's a great white shark just waiting to bite you and destroy you. I have spent countless hours underwater scuba diving in the Caribbean, in the Pacific, in the Atlantic, in the Great Lakes. I have spent countless hours looking for sharks, finding sharks, and never being bitten or attacked by sharks. Because again, just as with people, if you learn to just look for certain things, such as they don't appear to play nice with others, then you can actually do some really good stuff just to keep yourself safe. Just to keep yourself right where you need to be. So the most important thing to understand about the interaction with people is whether they have a label or not because all these narcissistic people that people feel are narcissistic do not walk around with labels they don't walk around tattooed saying i'm a narcissistic uh and, and and as a narcissist i have a personality disorder that you must be afraid of just as people with borderline personality disorder which a lot of people who are narcissistic that people think are narcissistic would actually be much better diagnosed. Perhaps, again, perhaps, I'm not trying to diagnose anybody, and it is not within my professional uh, venue to actually give a clinical diagnosis. What I'm doing is I'm giving information based on me as a mental health professional. I have to work within. So in the province of Ontario, psychiatrists can diagnose, prescribe medication. Psychologist, PhD, not a master's in psychology, but a PhD in psychology, can diagnose but can't prescribe medication. Master's of social work, which is what I have, legally cannot give a diagnosis, can say you appear to be and you should maybe go get diagnosed, you should go see a psychiatrist, you should go see uh, if, if, if formal diagnosis is important. 
But what we can do is we can take our, our education and we can go, which about 90% or more, just depending on whose numbers you use, the mental health professionals in the province of Ontario have masters in social work. Most mental health professionals around the world are social workers. And we all work within the same purview. And so, again, I, I, I have these questions all the time. And I'm very cautious to always say, I can't diagnose. That is not within my, my framework of my profession. But what I can do is the person appears to fit enough of the diagnoses to possibly be, but if you want a confirmation, you must go get. So all the people out there on social media aren't mental health professionals because they are out there making huge claims. So what I'm going to do is I want everyone to first of all understand that there are lots and lots of mental health diagnosis, delusions of grandeur, person who just thinks that they have a God complex, that they are so superior to everybody. And lots of times these people will appear to be narcissistic, not really care about you. And they don't because they truly have this God complex, that they are above all, that they have supernatural powers, that they are absolutely incredible. That doesn't mean that the narcissistic personality disorder is not an important disorder to understand. But right out of the DSM, the very first things, the very first thing that it lists as one of the criteria, and you need to have five persistent of these next nine to even begin to be considered someone with, with narcissistic personality disorder. Grandiose logic of self-importance. So just think about that for one second. Here's the example. I clearly defined and laid out that despite the fact I have the education I have, I may be able to infer or understand, but I cannot diagnose. There's no self-importance there. I have a cousin who's a psychiatrist. She can diagnose you all day long. She can prescribe medication all day long. I can't. No grandiosity there. Very, very important thing to understand how to separate those things. Out. Does the person have any ability to look at the limitations of their abilities? Second thing, a fixation with fantasies of infinite success, control, brilliance, beauty, or idyllic love. Wow, idyllic love. That's me every day. But is it a fixation and a fantasy? No. Nobody is perfect in love, in beauty, in brilliance, or in control. You want to understand if somebody has a narcissistic tendency? What are, the, what are their challenges? What are their weaknesses? Most human beings can self-identify these. Most people that you talk to do not believe that they have infinite ability to succeed, control, be brilliant, be beautiful, 
or idyllic. We do live in an era of of self-importance, and we do live in an era where a lot of people have some tendencies towards us. But again, we got to be really careful when we're looking at these people and we're going, they have a tendency towards believing this, or are they simply driven? Because if you are really a driven human being, and you think you can build a business, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, royalty, people born into affluence, they, are, they have self-prescribed ideas of what success, control, brilliance, beauty, and idyllic love can be. But do they understand and accept limitations within it? Again, most people do. Not all. As we, as we see all the time, and there's an old saying, ultimate power corrupts absolutely. And so if you have absolute power, it will corrupt absolutely. And we see this all the time. But again, are they true narcissists? Or are they simply not nice people? Or are they something else? And so one of the things, again, that I'm trying to do in this is I'm trying to give you education so that you understand that it's a true catch-all phrase that people seem to be using versus a true diagnosis and truly something treated or treatable. A credence that he or she is extraordinary, exceptional, and can only be understood by or should connect with other extraordinary or important people or institutions. Oh my goodness. Wow. That is a big mouthful. I have three degrees. I have two trades. Makes me a bit of a unicorn. Doesn't make me extraordinary. There are so many things I'm so average at or below average at. It's okay. But let me tell you, I have met a lot of people in higher education who truly have this extraordinary and exceptional belief of their importance. A lot of people. I remember a, a lady who uh, worked for a very influential uh, business. And what she did is she went across... And that identity of where her paycheck came from was everything. That association of extraordinary and exceptional intelligence, which she had a Mensa card, and she was very proud to say that she had a Mensa card. They have a desire for unwarranted admiration. Why should I admire you? What have you done? I live, I'm beautiful. Not enough. A sense of entitlement. Oh my goodness. Every teenager goes through a phase of being entitled. Every single teenager goes through a phase of entitlement. Does that mean that every teenager is narcissistic? No. They are a teenager going through adolescence, and it's a joyous time as a parent to be a parent. Does not make them narcissistic. 
interpersonally oppressive behavior. These are people who are always putting other people down, always wanting to put people in their place. Ironically, a lot of insecure people do that all the time. They want to step on people so that they are not challenged. Again, doesn't necessarily make them narcissistic. What it does is it makes them truly, completely, and absolutely insecure. And so in those insecurities, they will do all kinds of things to step on folks. No form of empathy. That would be what we used to call a sociopath. Anti-person, anti-social personality disorder. Resentment of others or a conviction that others are resentful of him or her. That could easily be paranoid delusions. The world is out to get you. And if the world is out to get you and you have all of these bad demons roaring through your head, you're going to look and sound like you're a narcissist. However, it's actually better described as paranoia. A display of egotistical and conceited behaviors or attitude. A display of egotistical and conceited behaviors or attitudes. Think about that. Every teacher, every security guard, every cop, every person who is charged with organizing social behavior and outings and gatherings, every border guard, Everybody that you go through security to go to a concert, they have a, a display of arrogance and conceited behavior or attitude because they believe that they have the power to make you stop, go through metal detectors, be searched. No, 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 no. They're not egotistical. They're not conceited. They simply are doing their job. So the cop who pulls you over, not necessarily conceited, not necessarily egotistical, and not necessarily an attitude of either of those things. What the cop is, is simply doing his job. So we're going to go through that list again. But what I want you to do is I want you to stop and think right now. This idea of narcissism. Why? Why has it become this catch-all phrase because we've become politically correct just think about this for a second folks Yes, folks, that's the theme of Superman. The original, the original movie Superman that came out 
back in the late 70s, early 80s. That is the theme for that. That is a theme that we live by day in and day out of our lives today. What we are doing is we are always looking for understanding, political correctness. We are always looking for things to make sense. We are always looking for, again, understanding. And so one of the things that we do, and we do it all the time, is we try to take a label that's a narcissist. A narcissist can be real. A narcissist can also simply be a hundred other things. Delusional. Somebody with other personality challenges. Somebody with challenges related to their self-esteem. Back when I was growing up in the 70s, they would have just been called an asshole. Yes, I said those words. There's all kinds of things that we would have simply called them. But now, what do we do? We have to come up with fancy titles. We would, we would never want to sound rude or ignorant or ill-informed. And so today, we take the title Narcissism and we apply it to everybody we don't like. Everybody that is challenging to get along with. Everybody who has conflicting points of view. People who are self-serving. We come up with the idea of narcissism. One of the key points about being a narcissist is that these traits have to have created challenging situations within their, their life, within their professional world. Borderline personality disorder has similar traits, and also there has to be some challenging situations. There has to be some things that we don't, we don't see as being prosperous for them. So therefore, there has to be some detriment, some loss. And this is one of the things that, that does not work very well when we start getting a little bit more critical in our investigation of the people that they randomly call narcissistic. How is this neg how is their their personality and their demeanor negatively impacting and I mean truly negatively impacting their lives? Superman all kinds of powers. Leap over a building faster than a bullet. Man of steel. People who didn't like Superman, like Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor could very easily, very, very easily look at Superman and go, you're narcissistic. No, because there's nothing that happens in Superman's life that's detrimental to Superman. There's nothing detrimental. For a long time, people would refer to some politicians such as Donald Trump, as being narcissistic. But are they? Or do they have other personality disorders that would better sum up 
who and how and what they are. So I think what I'm trying to do here and what we're going to expand on on Thursday is instead of trying to look for does the person fit the criteria, unless you're a mental health worker, unless you're actually trying to figure out what is my next step here, take the time just to go, wow, I don't really like who you are and I don't like the energy that comes off you. I don't have to understand why. I just have to remove myself from it. So take some time. Think about what we've said here. Listen to it again. Send me some messages. And we'll talk a bit more on Thursday about, again, what is this idea of narcissism? And why does it actually muddy the waters? Why does it make it a little bit more confusing to simply separate out nice people from people we don't want to be around? So, hey, y'all, be good, stay safe, and we'll chat soon. Thanks again for everybody here at Black Sheep Rebranded from everybody that uh, makes this show a success and most importantly thanking you our listeners our, our listeners from around the world we cannot thank you enough and so please again for those who are struggling with mental health please reach out and, and talk to somebody hopefully these podcasts have given you some hope and some some ways to approach life a little bit differently for the people who are simply enjoying the show we appreciate those people as well please like us on facebook follow us on uh Instagram, follow us on social media, follow us on uh, wherever you can find us. And and yes, I say Instagram, we aren't there quite yet, but we are getting there. And again, please like us, follow us, and uh, give us your feedback. We really, we can't do this show without you, and we can't thank you enough for it. And also, just keep in mind, the show is proprietary, so all the ideas uh, generated in this show and, and the concepts that are, are out there are ours, and uh, so please... Respect them, respect yourselves, respect the planet, and uh, respect each other. Have yourselves a wonderful day. And again, thank you very much for tuning in to Black Sheep. And uh, we look forward to chatting again real soon. Thanks. Bye-bye.